There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Troy Hunter Jr. You're listening to the Old Angels Podcast. If you've been uh, listening to the past podcast or even seen our post on um Instagram and Twitter. This is the special Brandon Marsh interview podcast. I was able to catch up with him, um, you know, a little a couple days ago, and and like I said, kind of catch up. If you're new to the podcast, we've had him on. This is probably I don't know his third or fourth time. Um, so it was great to kind of uh, catch up. Last time we talked to him was before spring training, and kind of see where how the season's taking him so far this year. So again, um, this is the Brandon Marsh interview. Hope you guys enjoy it. It was fun talking with him and and just kind of just chatting about baseball and stuff like that. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deals, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes great deals, yellow dot good deals, and a red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. Seeky, license event, we have the tickets. So again, this is our or my interview with Brandon Marsh. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, again, thanks to Brandon for, for his time. So we are rejoined by Angels prospect, and I, I'm guessing he's going to be the second prospect in the Angels organization now that uh, Griffin Canning has got up to the major league level. Uh, Brandon Marsh, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you, man? Good, good, good. Um, last time we talked to you was, you know, before you were headed out to spring training. I think it was, you know, a, a couple weeks before uh, spring training actually starts. So that's kind of where I want to begin. Um, talk about your spring training time uh, for Angel fans. They saw a lot of you on TV playing with the big, uh, the big names on the Angels organization and, and on the major league level. Uh, how did the, how was that? You know, it was it was a great experience for a young a young player like myself and a lot of the other guys that were with me. Um, it was awesome just being able to be up there with the big guys, um, just learning little things every day from them, not even just from the baseball side, just like the mental side of the game uh, or physical side, I should say. We learned a lot, like guys like myself learned a lot, um, like baseball IQ, uh, stuff like that from a lot of the big guys up there playing. So, um, you know, it was just like 
it was like a dream, you know, just being up there with those guys and just being able to put the, the white pants on and the Angels uniform and just represent the Angels on your chest. So uh, it, was, it was great. And you talk about some of the big names there. Was there ever a time, maybe in, internally more so, that you are walk around the locker room and then you see a Hall of, future Hall of Famer there or a Gold Glove winner there and you're thinking like, wow, this is, you know, pretty crazy because, you know, what, three, four years ago, you're in high school and this is probably still a dream of yours, but to, to know that you're there, how did you have any, like, thoughts like, wow, I can't believe so-and-so is right next to me? You know, believe it or not, like, I told myself, like, going in, I was like, okay, I'm going to play cool. You know, <laughs> a lot of the big guys are going to be close, close to me, and I'm going to share a locker room with them. And when I got there the first day, it was just like, I wasn't starstruck. I'm not going to say it. And not, nothing like that, but it was just like, wow, like, I'm actually here next to guys I like grew up watching on TV, right. you know, just sitting on the couch with my pops. And uh, it was, things started to settle in, uh, games started going, and then it just all became baseball again, you know, just locked in every pitch, every AB, every pitcher in the field. And uh, everything just went back to normal. But it was, yeah, it was crazy just being in the same locker room as those guys for a short amount of time. It was, it was amazing. It was um, very blessed to be a part of that. At what point did it become normal? Was it like, you know, maybe the first week? Was it like maybe the first game? Was How long did it take? Well, once we started practicing and they they accepted all the guys from the minor league side coming in and they brought us in. And uh, they, they just really just, once they like accepted us, it was like, hey, like let's have a fun time this spring. Uh, just follow our lead type type deal. That's when I was like, okay, yeah, now we go. Let's go. Let's have some fun and play ball again. Like I mentioned earlier, you were on, you know, the national, well, not nationally, but the local televised um, Southern California Angel fan television. And then you did some like post-game interviews. Was that your first, um, like I see you do at 66ers before for the actual crowd, but to know that you're on TV giving these like post-game interviews, was that your first kind of experience with that? It was. Yes, it was. And it was, it was pretty cool. You know, uh, just never... I've always had confidence in myself. I never thought I would be in the position that I am right now with, with uh, some of my teammates that I am today. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a blessing. Uh, you know, and then obviously towards the end of the uh, spring training, the Angels had a handful of games with the Dodgers in Angel Stadium and Dodger Stadium. And, and that's kind of where you, I don't want to say made a name for yourself because you already kind of have that name, but um, that's when you started hearing the, the Mark Gubazas, the Victor Rojas is really – um, you know, give you a good, especially defensively. They were very up on you defensively. And did that get back to you at all? Or, or like, what's your reaction to that? You know, it was, I don't like to pay like too much attention to the stuff like outside of baseball, but uh, those was the freeway series. That, that series, it was, it was just a great, a great two games to be a part of. And I was just there to fill my, to fill my role whenever my name was called. So I, I just, the way I, the way I look at it is ball is ball. Like when I'm like, when I'm in between like those white lines, like I know it sounds cliche, but like I'm locked in. Right. And it's kind of hard to stay locked in when we had like, what was it? 50,000 people there that night in angel stadium. But it was when I was up to, when I was up to, up to the plate, I mean, it just, it felt, I felt like, just, just like a normal AB, you know, just with a lot of with a lot of noise in the background. Was that your first time but, playing 
in, in a major league park, obviously with that many people, but did you ever play like in a major league park, like maybe like in a high school tournament or anything like that? Or, or was that your first time? In I did not. League? No, that was, that was my first time playing in an actual game in a major league park. That had to be some kind of uh, walking out to center field and, you know, that's, oh, Trout, that's was... Trout's position and everyone there knows Trout, but to be at that position, how, how was that for your first time? I mean, it was it was like a dream come true. My mom was able to make it out, so that was even better. Just being able to see her after the game, you know, and you know, just there's a couple of Dodgers fans out there that were uh, giving me a little bit of grief just because I was coming in uh, in Trouty's position. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that, that um, that's not going to go anywhere. Anytime it, was, soon. <laughs> it, was, it was some big big shoes to fill, obviously, but. You know, I just I tried to make the most of every opportunity that was that was given to me, and uh, I had a great time. I had a blast. It was, it was it was awesome. So moving forward from spring training, you get um, you break camp, you get promoted to Double A because you spent most of the year last year in Single A in Empire. Uh, what were the biggest, um, you know, what are the biggest things you had to get used to making that transition from a Single A to a Double A? I think. For me personally, defensively, nothing uh, nothing really changed. I just had to stay on top of uh, all of my early work and stuff, so I don't so I don't start losing um, just a lot of the defensive like aspects of the game, like those defensive characteristics that we need to keep a part of our game. But offensively, I struggled early just because in rookie ball, a ball, I was able to take like. I was able to take almost every first pitcher until I got a strike and I was able to still battle. I was still able to battle out every AB, you know, but once I got up there in the uh, mobile, it was, it was really tough for me because I would take that pitch. And most of the times that would be the only pitch of the at bat that would be uh, like a, a hittable pitch, you know, to put a good bat on the ball. And April, it was tough for me just because I, like I said, I kept taking that pitch, and then I just took a different mindset to the plate. Looked at the numbers that I looked at, like the analytic numbers that we look at as an organization, and they were not looking so hot. So just like my swing, my swing rate in the zone, like when balls put in the zone, just wasn't it was wasn't that high. And so I just I decided to be more aggressive early in the count and just jump on those early, get me over curveballs or heaters, you know. So right. and that's when things started really. Ro- that's when things started really rolling, and yeah, that was that was the toughest part for me at the plate. Was just I had I had to get that one pitch because the pitchers now. They, I mean, they're so good, you know. They're oh yeah. They put up they put up crazy stats like seven innings pitch, one hit, no one runs, up to ninety nine. Like so, you got to hit that one pitch when it comes to you. So that that was just my big take on the way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and you mentioned it defensively. You, you know, you're kind of the same person you are. And, and listening to the radio broadcast, the TV broadcast of when you were in spring training, that seemed to be the big thing that the broadcasters pointed out was your defensive placement, uh, your range, your arm. Is that something you take pride in? Uh, probably maybe, maybe a little more so than the offense is your defense? Well, I always – I grew up like a, a very, like, relatively smaller kid. So – I had to be you like, small? I had to be I like a scrapper. I no, yeah, yeah. I kind of see that you being small. I didn't grow until my senior year of high school. That's when like things started to change for me. But it was I had to take like pride in the things that I could do. So like hitting was always hard for me. Just be like I was just like a slap hitter type deal, you know. So defensively, I could run, I could throw. And that was 
basically all I needed to like be successful at the level that I was at at the time and, or to stand out, you know? So I, I, I've always taken a lot of pride in defense, my defensive work. I, that's, that's what really, that, that that's what, that's what's gotten me to like, what I believe is just being, to being drafted, you know, is just, just having grit and just being defensively sound, right? you know? Yeah, and it shows. Like, like I've seen you a handful of times that when you're down in Inland Empire, and that defensive, you know, your arm, your movement, everything seemed like very advanced for that that level. So to see you have success with that, you know, on the on the upper levels, isn't really surprising at all. Um, you know, you said, you talked about your struggles early in in the season with with Mobile. Um, then you kind of started getting hot and and was named to the you know Double A All Star team. You know. Um, how that make you feel when you found out that uh, that announcement? That was good. It just it was just showing that all the like the hard work we've put into the cage and all the daily routines that we've done, all the the bus trips, you know, like all that stuff. Like it pays off and it's it's showing, you know. But it's it's definitely definitely a great feeling to be recognized as as a Southern League All Star. But it was just too bad I couldn't be able to play in it. Yeah, that was gonna be but, my, my my next thing is. Earlier this month, you know, you you it looked like you rolled an ankle, um, getting back to third base. How are you feeling? And um, you know, walk me through that play. Did you think it was maybe more? Because if you look at the the video, it seemed like you thought maybe it was pretty serious. Like what what happened that during that play? So, the ball gets hit in the right center, and the center fielder tries to come 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 catch it in the air. And it ends up getting by him. So I'm just, I'm thinking, okay, it's just going to be a stand-up triple because the ball ends up rolling to the wall. And after I just took a, took a bad route to it, which happens, happens to everyone. And so I'm starting to like slow up coming into third. And I see our uh, third base uh, coach, he's uh, waving me in for an inside the park home run. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like I got to pick it back up. And, you know, so like my steps are kind of messed up. I, I like barely touched third. I like, have to like come to a complete stop to almost touch them. Like, okay, like I'm going to get hosed. So I, I, uh, I stopped, go back to third. And I thought the catcher got the ball and he was going to back pick me at third because the ball was thrown up third baseline. And I thought he was going to back pick me at third because I was still a decent ways off of third base. And so I hustled back to third and kind of jabbed at it with my right foot and just rolls off the bag. And, uh, um, I don't know how like much into depth I can go into that, right. but it's, as of right now, like I'm feeling feeling great. Um, the rehab process is going phenomenal, and we're making very big strides into getting back onto the field. That's good. That's good to hear because, like you said, you're absolutely tearing it up. I, I looked it up, and your last ten games before the injury, you were batting 400. So it showed that the work you put again was was turning around, and hopefully, when you get back out there, you can uh, continue where you left off. Um, one thing sure. about one thing about Mobile that I've noticed from you know, your post, maybe Jemai's post, Mobile's post, you know, the Bay Bears post, it rains a lot out there. Um, and that forces you guys to Crazy. play a lot, play, makes you guys play a lot of double headers. How's, how's a double header? Like, how do you feel about double headers? Like, is it, you have to go into the day kind of a different, cause you know, you play two. Oh, uh, no, not, not really. I kind of, I feel like we all have the same mindset as going in, just going in to try to win a ball game or ball games. Um, Definitely, instead of nine inning game, it turns into a fourteen inning doubleheader. But usually for doubleheaders, it's tough as a hitter, just because it could either, in my opinion, it could either go 
completely your way, balls are falling the whole day, or it could go the complete opposite and you're just struggling the whole day. Because usually like in a game, you start off like your first three Bs are really tough and you don't get the outcome that you want. Like it's kind of hard to come back in that fourth AB, you know, but some people do it. Some, some people don't, but it, uh, the cards may fall your way. The cards may not, but like with having a double header, it's eight or nine ABs or seven or eight ABs. And if your first game's tough, it's hard to come back 30 minutes later and start a second game against the same team. That's probably going to pitch you the same way that you struggled. You know, it's just stuff like that. All those factors come into play, but uh, no, personally, I don't. I don't mind double headers. Uh, they 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 go by fairly quick, and uh, we we all have fun when we're out there. So, so one thing I, I've I've learned from from you that I didn't really know beforehand is that um, you're not the only great athlete in your family. Your sister's doing some <laughs> crazy things at Duke. Talk about her for a second. Oh yeah, so no, we're all very proud of my sister and her accomplishment, her accomplishment so far at Duke. Yeah. She's so she's only a sophomore and she got to compete in nationals in uh, Texas this past week. And she did a great job. I was watching every, every event on my phone and I went to a little local like burger joint, a little bar and grill place and watched her on TV on ESPN. And it's just crazy seeing my, my little sister on TV and I'm, I'm in a, the minor league, the minor leagues of a, major league baseball and i'm just you know just grinding it out and she's on tv on espn <laughs> she's doing her thing but <laughs> she's no she's incredible man she runs in a few events um you know she's having a great time made a lot of good friends up there and uh we're all very proud of her she's amazing how, how competitive was that household growing up were you guys always competing mm-hmm. whether it be like races running or whatever baseball basketball whatever were you guys really competitive growing up Oh yeah, she would she would come. So she was a cheerleader growing up. She also played softball. She didn't start running track till high school, but she uh, she was a cheerleader for one of the local uh, football teams that I that I played for. And she would come to practice every Thursday and literally race us guys and beat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like we'd race. We practiced on a baseball field. Uh, on the outfield of a baseball field at one of our like local parks in the area. And she, we would run from second base to the right foul pole line, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, just from foul pole to foul pole. And she would literally dust almost everyone on the football team. And it was just, you know, my dad would give me a lot of, he would, he would just, you know, nagging me just about how my sister is just faster and stuff like that. No, but I'll get her now though. She yeah, can't, she can't get me now. So, so you're, you're you're faster now. You got you got the speed over her. No, I don't. I don't know. We haven't ran in years, but she's uh, she'll she'll get me anything over 100 meters, I think. But okay. I think I'll get her in the short distance. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm guessing that had to be some really competitive, you know, Thanksgiving family get together kind of stuff where. 100. You know, that that's 100%. great to hear. That, that, I, I saw that almost, and I was following along with her too on on last weekend, um, and it's, she does what the heptathlon, so that's seven different, seven right, yes. seven different, and that's just that's absolutely crazy. There's two, you know, crazy athletes in in one family. That's that's awesome. Um, so you know, we want to talk. I want to talk to you too about maybe some of your teammates you've had, whether it's this year or or last year. But tell me who do you think your funniest teammate is? 
funniest teammate. Um, I'd have to go with um, Kevin Williams. You know, sad we just – I hate to talk about him in this manner, but we just let him go. Right, I saw uh, that too, yeah. But, you know, he became one of my best friends, and it was tough seeing his name uh, being taken off of the, the, the roster. And I still talk to him almost every day. And he – we just have a lot of the same, we, we like a lot of the same things, uh, you know, same music. We dance a lot. We just, we're just goofy, man. And, uh, he was, uh, definitely one of the best teammates that I've had in pro ball and one of the most funniest ones as well. How do you handle that as, as a player, the, the, the balance between, yeah, it's a game of baseball, but it's also a business, whether it affects you or like you said, affects friends or people that you're close to. How do you, how do you um, deal with that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's oftentimes us players, we get like, we forget it's a business just because we get so close to each other during the season from all the things that we have to go through as a team. We get lost in the aspect that the this game is a business for us now and any day any of us can go. So it, it's when I when I found out about Kevin, it was super, super tough for me to handle just because him being one of my best friends. Um, but it, it is part of the game that we play. It is a business. And it's very tough to realize that. But, you know, we just we gotta wake up and just keep, keep going. All right. So moving on from that, who teammate-wise is best dressed? Best dressed? Hmm. Brandon Sandoval. <laughs> I got a question about him. Brandon Ed. Sandoval. I got a question about that and um, his. I guess I don't know if it's like world famous now, but his uh, mustache he grew up. What was the? Oh yeah. What was the? Is that supposed to be like a slump buster he was trying to pull? But it seemed like it's lasted quite a long time. No, he. Uh, well, he started off the season. He's been doing well pretty much the whole year. So I don't. I don't think he really needed it as a little as a slump buster, uh, but. You know that's just that's that's just the look he wanted to rock, and he's one of the few people that can rock it. Him walking in with his jean jacket and his uh, his Ray Bans on, you know, very cop looking. With his, hair, with, his with his hair slicked back, yeah, you know he he's got it, man. He can pull it off. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. It just seemed to stick. So that was uh, that's that's pretty crazy. How about um, best? I know you play video games. Best gamer in teammate wise. Um. Since I can't say myself, I'll, uh... Yeah, teammate. We, we nah, know where you are. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I'm just messing with you. But, um, I'll have to... You know, I'll have to go with, um, Sandoval again. Sandoval again. Yeah. Man, Sandoval, him and I, we play we play video games a lot together. We live together in Mobile. So, we're always, we're always on the sticks playing. Is that, like, the main thing you do the past time now is... When you get home, one hundred, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it, it, that, that's that's just I take I take a lot of pride in that as well as other baseball. <laughs> but, um, yeah, do a lot of play a lot of video games. I mean, you know, it just makes time go by, keeps me out of trouble. You know, all the all those things. So, how how is the minor league life like? You, you say that you go into uh, Mobile, or you, maybe you're traveling into Mississippi, Jacksonville, or wherever. Um, how is the travel? I think one one of your teammates. Uh, what was it? 
his name's escaping me. Jack Kruger. Yeah, Jack Kruger posted something on his Instagram a little while back and it kind of said it from like his point of view where you guys play a game and then boom, you're on the bus for, you know, five, six hours. Like how, six more hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. How, how, how does that, how, how do you deal with that? You knowing that you have a game and then you're going to be in a tight, and you're, you're a tall guy, in tight little quarters for, you know, like you said, six hours. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that that go unnoticed with uh, what we do as players. Uh, a lot of people think, you know, we're playing professional baseball, we're living a life when it's actually, it's, it's a very hard, hard life to, to live and to do every day, especially being a sport where we, as a hitter where we fail 70% of the time and we're a Hall of Famer, you know. But there's a lot of things that go into it, like, like you said, me being like a bigger guy, being squished in the middle seat or on the floor, you know, going six hours to go to Chattanooga or to go to Jacksonville and then play doubleheader in Jacksonville. Then that night, travel through the night, six hours to Chattanooga and then go play there the next day without any rest. I mean, it's it's tough, but the thing that, to answer your question, like what gets us through it is, you know, just the bigger picture is playing under those under those lights in Anaheim that that's that's what that's what keeps us going our families all the support groups we have behind us stuff like that that's we we do it we do it for those reasons yeah and like you said my leaguers I don't think people understand the the struggle that you guys go through as far as like that Mm -hmm. and the bus you know people think baseball player oh they get on a plane and they fly to wherever they need to get to and that's not the case especially with the lower levels um, are you able to how many times have you walked around mobile and been recognized i don't i personally like that's asking the wrong guy i never i never get out in mobile i yeah. i go to the field every day play get some food go home play video games wake up <laughs> do it all again you know and on the off day i'll just sit inside and just rest all day just let the all body right. recover so i apologize i don't no, that's cool. <laughs> I, I, I don't really go anywhere, to be honest with you. you. You as a player, that something that stuck out to me is that you play with like a kid passion, if that makes sense. Like, um, yeah. you, your, your whole thing, especially when you're, with, again, with Six Sixers, because that's where I saw you the most, was Six Sixers win a game. And like kind of regardless of what you did personally, you could have went you know, 0 for 4 or 4 for 4. It didn't really matter. You, you were kind of like the clown in the back, you know, doing a photo bomb or doing yeah. stuff like that. Where does that kind of childish um, enthusiasm come from? I've, I just, I think I've just always played any, any sport that way or whatever I've, whatever I've done, I've always done it. I've always done it with that, that sort of passion. You know, I just, who, who likes, who likes a boring post-game interview, you know? <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to go. I want to go get the Gatorade cooler and throw it on them. Whoever was the player of the game that day, and uh, it just adds adds a little flavor, you know. Just keeps everyone laughing, everyone going. Come back the next day, same energy, and try to just keep it rolling, you know. Okay. No, and that's great to see because you know, like like we said earlier, it is a business, but it's great to see that you guys, especially you, can still have fun doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Last question. I'll, I'll let you go after this. Um, best advice you've gotten from someone? It could be your parents, it could be a, a baseball coach, a, just a friend. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten. Honestly, it would 
uh, it would just have to be just to keep to, to keep the game simple. You know, I know it's very that's a simple answer, but don't don't let don't let it get too big because we know the spotlight's like it's always on us players and people are waiting like a lot of critics are waiting for us to do like something bad you know something bad goes on it blows up you do something good you know it doesn't really like blow up as as much as it would if it was bad you know but just keeping the game simple and just having fun i mean it's a kid's game so just just have fun just keep the game simple and just laugh smile keep the intensity up can be competitive and just have fun that's great. That that's really good. Like you said, it's simple, but it it kind of gets to the point of where if, you know you don't make it bigger than it is, you'll have a lot of fun and be successful doing it as well. Um, so yeah, you put pressure on yourself, and the the moment will the moment will will take advantage of you. You know, just just keep it simple and have fun, and just do everything to the best that you can. Leave it there with no regrets. Like I said, I know it sounds like a cliche answer, but that that was probably one of the best advices I've ever I've ever been given as related to baseball. That's great. That's great. I, I want to thank you again for taking time out, um, Brandon, and, and speedy recovery. Hopefully, you get out there soon um, for the Double A Mobile Bay Bears um, after their All Star break. But uh, best of luck, and, and and hope you are able to stay healthy. Hey man, I appreciate it. Thank you. That was. My interview with Brandon Marsh, great to catch up with him. Again, a great kid. You're definitely going to want to keep an eye on him because the more and more he develops, you know, he's going to get to the major leagues. This is a matter of time. Um, definitely give him a follow on Instagram, on Twitter. Um, his Instagram is Brandon underscore Marsh. His Twitter is Brandon underscore Marsh 22. Um, again, very great guy, easy to root for, and, and definitely just going to make an impact on the MLB roster very, very soon. So definitely keep your eye out for him. And, and again, thank you for his time and being very generous with the podcast. Not only this time, but in times past. Summer is the best time of year. We're talking vacation, the beach, lots of sun, and of course, sports. While you're sipping on your favorite beverage by the pool, why not get a little action on the games? Whether you like MLB, MMA, golf, or anything else, MyBookie is the place to bet. Their mobile site is easy to use and allows you to make bets from anywhere. No hustle, no waiting in line, no need to get off the couch. Now is the perfect time to replenish your bank account after that vacation and make and to make sure you've got plenty in the bankroll for next football season. Maybe you want to drop a futures bet on next year's NBA champ or to back your favorite player in the, to win the Heisman Trophy. My bookie wants you wants you to have fun as much as possible this summer. And what's more fun than winning? Winning while watching sports. Just visit mybookie.ag today to get started. Then try your luck to outsmart the odds makers. But wait, if you deposit it with promo code ANGELS today, MyBookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code ANGELS. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So again, that was our special uh, interview podcast with Brandon Marsh. Uh, we're back next week. Um, regular pod, Thursday or Friday. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Halo underscore Haven to figure out what day it is. And subscribe, comment, um, share this podcast with friends, and hopefully everyone likes it out there. But um, we will be back next week, and thank you for listening.
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.